Hit record. Consent. consent given. No, oh, thank <laughs> God. At the same time. <laughs> Here we go. Vinny, I could not be more excited for this podcast. Not only is this probably the most requested topic we've mm. ever had, at least most requested by me, that's for sure. But we have two of the most requested guests in the history of the Vibrance podcast joining us today. Would you like to introduce yourself, guests on the other end? Who are you? Yeah. Who are, who's here? So I'm Andrea. And I'm Megan. And we've been best friends with Brian and Vinny since high school. Yeah. So like six years now. True. Holy crap. True. Yeah. Do you, you guys have anything in, inspiring to kick off this podcast? Any words of wisdom to all our listeners? Oh, man. Uh, putting me on the spot here, Brian. That's what this podcast is all about. <clears throat> I mean, we have been best friends with the coolest people we know for the past six years. So this podcast should be a breeze. We have some pretty good ideas laid out. Beautiful transition, Andrea, into today's topic, which is what makes somebody super cool? Now, I think it's important to lay the foundation here that there are different tiers of being cool. Like somebody can just absolutely suck. Mm. You can be just like decently cool. But we're talking here about the creme de la creme, the coolest of the pack. What makes somebody super cool? I think that that's a great start. And I think we should go in alphabetical order here. So, Brian, do you want to kick us off? I would love to. I think that is a great idea. Andrea is alphabetical order. Yeah, Brian, you're going to kick this off. Uh, Andrea, did you not hear the announcement that came out yesterday? Biden actually switched it. B is now before Mm -hmm. A in the alphabet. He realized that that was the biggest problem in America today. And it's 2023 and no one solved it yet. So finally, they fixed it. That makes a lot of sense. That clears a lot of things up on my end. So (laughs) yeah. All right. So starting off with I mean, this might be kind of a cliche number one pick. I feel like a lot of people are going to see this coming, but at the same time, I really can't not take it because I do think it is the clear cut number one reason that makes somebody super cool. And that is going to be walking away from an explosion in slow motion. And now I do want to lay down a quick disclaimer here, Mm -hmm. not to go exploding things just to try to be super cool. Or if you are going to do that, at least go into like the middle of the desert or something when you're not going to hurt anyone because anyone who explodes things that causes collateral damage, I am not taking any responsibility for it. That is not cool. But if the explosion is natural and you walk away from it in slow motion, I mean, it just doesn't get much cooler than that. Now, Brian, I have a technical question for yours. Is it also super cool to turn around and marvel at the cool explosion or does that by default, make you less cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like, imagine hitting a three in the NBA and it's just no look, you just start running back the other way because you know it's going in. Like that's so badass. Whereas if you have to watch, it's like, ah, he didn't know that was going in. That's less cool. So I do think the less you look back, the cooler it is. That makes complete sense. It's like by default, then you're cooler than what's happening. You're too cool for the explosion and fire that is erupting behind you. Would you need a friend in this case to watch it to let you know what happened? But they wouldn't be a cool friend. It would just be some normal person watching. I mean, it's important to know that there are very few super cool people on the planet. So you could just find a friend who's just like, well, this person's not super cool anyway, Mm. so they have nothing to lose. So yeah, take a look at this, maybe record it. That way I can post it on social media and everyone else can know I'm super cool. Right. And yeah. And try, you want to throw in another reason to the ring? I think I have one that might be cooler than any kind of explosion. And that would be the explosive move of when you're bowling, Mm. if the person next to you jumps up and turns in a circle like they do on Wii Sports, then you know that they are the coolest person you will come across, maybe in your life. Andrea, can I ask a follow-up question to that? Yes. What if there's people standing behind you and you throw the ball backwards and then everyone simultaneously jumps and spins at the same time and yells, ah, 
Good question. I think that was too cool. I didn't want to put oh. that on the list because then the podcast, we would just end it there. So I tried to go with like the middle ground of just spinning in a circle, but you are right. That would make you very, very cool. That's fair. I feel like that would kind of go into the sick category, which is right. not what we're going for here. That's a tier above super cool. I didn't want to, it's your podcast. I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. I just wanted to keep, you gave me a prompt. I wanted to stick to it. All right, Megan, that brings us to you. All right. Well, for me, I think what makes someone the coolest in the room is specific organized line dances. And now I say specific because there are only a few that qualify to make you super cool, such as the Cotton Eye Joe. That's number one. Number one for me. The chicken dance can fall in line there, but under no circumstances do flash mobs make you super cool. Really? Just putting that out there, no flash mobs. But with organized line dances, the way that everyone knows exactly what to do, and if you don't, you're a loser from the start. Like there's no there's no catching up to them. There's no learning on the spot. But if you know what everyone else is doing without having to even communicate, you're just, you're super cool. And everyone looks at you and wants to be you. So Megan, I have a, a scenario I would like to paint for you. Let's I say think- you have a flash mob, but they're all doing the Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Are they cool? That's a conundrum. That's a conundrum. I'm going to have to go with no. Maybe you're cool, but you're not super cool. That's right. fair. That's and fair. that was the question. Super cool. So right. Crossing the line bordering into the cool territory is what you're doing. You're not exactly across the border yet. You're just getting on the train to get there. Right. You right. want to be super cool. And maybe one day you will be. Mm-hmm. But at this moment... In a flash mob, you're not. But yeah, I mean, when I hear everybody just in unison being on the same page, doing the same thing at the same time, I think of all those wee bowlers waiting till the exact moment to jump and spin at the same time. So this is all tying together. Yep. Yeah. There's something about unspoken communication that just makes you cool. Yeah. The next defining thing uh, on a cool, it's not like the number one thing you think of. It's not like what comes to mind. But if you think about the different kinds of people that there could be, you could have a normal person. You can have a pretty hot tempered person, but in a cool person, you're looking for a nice 68 degree body temperature. It says cool temperatures between 46 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So as long as your body temperature is below that, you're pretty goddamn cool. I see the rat you took on that. You took the very literal definition of what makes yeah. somebody super cool. All right. I mean, I wish I could even pose like a challenging question or argument to that, but that is bulletproof. That mm-hmm. is logic. That's science. That's science right there. First I've got a question. I've got a question for you, Vinny. Now, yes. now we have a nurse on the podcast, so mm-hmm. maybe this is a follow-up question for her, but okay. can you be super cool if you are dead? What on uh, nurse Andrea, when are you, you know, when's your body too cold? Yeah, as the nurse on the podcast, I would like to go ahead and answer that question. Uh, oh, wait, Andrea, you're a nurse too. That's right. All right. You know what? You go ahead. You take that one. Brian, if you the answer, I would love to hear it. Uh, Megan, what was the question again? When when are you too cold? Like, can can right. you be alive and I super feel like cool? Th- that's Obviously. cold. Can you be feel dead like- and super cool? Yeah. Uh, okay. That's a fair mm-hmm. question. I yes. mean, I feel like zombies are, see, zombies, I feel like are sick. So I, I don't think they're necessarily, they are both literally and metaphorically sick. So I guess by that logic, no, you can't be dead and super cool because then you're just sick once you're a zombie. Uh, Andrea, as the actual nurse, you want to refute my logic there or anything? No, I just, I think the coolest part is skating the line between like you're cold enough that you could die, but you just don't. That's like the 
cool part. Someone who's not cool and who tries to master that art, they might die along the way. They might become yeah. a zombie along the way. I just want to let our viewers know that I was trying to distinct cold from cool. I wasn't talking cold temperatures. That's below 46. We're talking specifically between 46 and 60 degrees. It is also super cool. So it's got to be right around like 46, 47, 48. Mm. If those were the right numbers. <laughs> Vinny, do you want to you give a second? We snake back around since I was gifted the number one overall pick. You know what? That's a pretty good idea. I think the, the second, my second reason anyway, is when you approach somebody and you give them a little glance up and down, you give them a scan, and you notice that they're wearing just a super cool hat. Just a really <laughs> cool hat. Also, uh, I like how that's a tribute to one of my favorite Cards Against Humanity cards ever, which is a really cool hat. And I would have to agree, like just throw on a nice like fedora or sombrero or something. I think once yeah. you put on a really cool hat, then you kind of just look at a mirror and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. This is the most studly I've ever been in my entire life. A really, emphasis on the really cool hat does yep. make you super cool. And Brian, was that from Cards Against Humanity or was it from American Girl Dream? <laughs> oh, are that's you, a good question. Are you outing us for playing American Girl Dream with Megan's Bunny right now? <laughs> to, to answer your question real quick, yes, it was from Cards Against Humanity. But back to my question about outing us on this podcast. The correct title is American Girl 300 Wishes. Oh, shit. Had a pastel colored plastic diary and lock and key, if you don't remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. That game has left some serious impressions on me. You mean scars? <laughs> uh, not if I win. If I win the game, then they're not scars. If I lose, then yeah, I'm fed up about it. Right, but it is the game. And I'm, I'm going to die on this hill that it was American Girls. And anyways, regardless, it is the game that taught us how to be super cool. So we kind of owe a lot to it. Yeah, I might be in that sucks category before playing that game. But then as soon as I got my feet wet with that game and became good at it, that's when I was upgraded to at least cool. I don't know if I'm super cool yet, but at least cool. When playing the game, we were definitely super cool. No question about no it. No doubts. Now, now that the public knows we played this game, have we been demoted to maybe just cool? It's a, you know what? I think we're going to have to leave that up to the audience to decide. But you yeah. know what? If they haven't played the game, then they have no right to talk. So any audience members out there who think that we're not super cool anymore because we played an American Dreams 3000 Wishes, give the game a shot and then come talk to me. And we're kind of doing community service by giving this information to the public. So it's like, you know, a tax write-off. Like no one will detract it from how cool we are, but it's mm -hmm. like good. we're doing goodwill for the community. So it doesn't exactly. count. We're also not so, playing right now. So it's like we're usually super cool in the midst of it, in the heat you could say, but we're not doing that right now. So you could say it's, there's a pain in our coolness. Right. True. You, for the audience, you can purchase the game for $3.99 <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> that is an ad. We're sponsored by them. <laughs> American Girl Dreams 3000. Sponsor us, please. Yep. Yeah. Good luck finding it with that title. Good luck. <laughs> Send us games. Did I games. not get it right? <laughs> See, it makes us cooler that we don't quite remember the title. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that Megan, I think that brings us back to you. Here's what makes you super cool. And as with everything, there are varying degrees. But when you have the option to take a slide from point A to point B, you have to take it. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's stairs, maybe there's an elevator. If you take the slide, 
automatic, super cool. Automatic. Big time, big time. So this one really hits home. And I would like to point out the the double entendre on hits home there, both emotionally and the fact that my apartment building has a slide going down from the second floor to the first floor. I actually, I think I was with you guys when I got these scars you can see on my hand, because naturally, of course, I have to go down the slide in a super cool way. So I always somersault down the slide. Yeah. And there was that one night. Um, you know, we, we had a couple of drinks in us and I somersaulted down the slide. And then next thing I know, I look at my hand and there's two chunks taken out of it. And now I have scars. My boss actually asked me, he saw the scars the other day. He asked me, he was like, oh, is that a snake bite? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure. We'll go with that one. That's a much cooler, uh, cooler option. I might even say that's a super cool way to get a scar. Oh, slides wow. borderline danger so it's like a borderline of does this look super cool or is my life in peril like what's really happening here and of course how you go down the slide contributes to how cool you are so somersaulting exactly. i would say 10 out of 10 super cool yeah. just coming down on your butt eh, you might be eh. slipping down into the cool category depends yep. Yep. I would also like to tie this back into our panda podcast, too, because there are a lot of panda videos out there of pandas somersaulting down slides into other pandas, representing a bowling ball. Everything ties together. Yep. This is wild. And then all the other pandas, they stand there and they jump and they do a quick 360 and yell simultaneously yep. while line dancing, but not oh. in a flash mob. I think all I'm wearing hats back into this. Oh, all wearing super, super cool hats. hats. Wow. And most of the time, there is an explosion in the background and they're moving in slow motion. Just have to say. Not looking at it. I wouldn't be surprised if the government came across this podcast and just canceled it because we're unlocking some serious secrets here. And I don't know what they could do to society. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's like I mentioned in our last podcast that I'm a little worried that the government is going to crack down on me for just being so goddamn smart. Yeah, simulation theory is going to get Brian taken away, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I just got it all right. He's the closest so. to cracking the code, and it scares me, honestly, <laughs> for his life. I'm scared, too. I'm scared, too. Back to Andrea? Yeah. A yeah, back to Andrea now. After B. A so, does come after B. Andrea. Yeah. I think I have to go with if you start inspecting people's cars <laughs> for free mm -hmm. and not providing the clients with the results of your inspection, just knowing the results and not sharing it and not being asked to do the inspection either right so many important points being brought to light yeah, yeah. as a professional car inspector and brian i'm sure he could speak to this too because of his profession but it's pretty goddamn cool if you go up to someone's car and you're inspecting it <laughs> and they're like oh what are you doing i'm inspecting your car and then they just say thanks that's just so nice so first off let's give a little bit of a context for our listeners here so okay. Vinny, it was, it was like right after I moved to Philly, I had to get my car inspected. Um, and you were up here and we both went to get my car inspected and they gave us free t-shirts and these t-shirts rock. They are so comfortable. Amazing. They are amazing. So naturally on October 31st, 2021, no significance behind that date. That just was the date we decided to dress up as car inspectors and go around center city of Philadelphia, inspecting people's cars for them. And Andrea, I do remember your car did not pass inspection. I apologize for that. Um, Vinny, I also remember that the stress of the job just got to be too much at one point, and we snapped the clipboards we had over our knees. Oh, yeah. But I, I also did. remember 
us running around inspecting cars and a lot of people just looking at us processing what's happening and then just laughing. So I'm glad we were able to service the community like that. I do think that was super cool. So Andrea, thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. I think the people were staring because they're like, these guys, they have something. They have something really good. They get it. They understand. I don't think anyone was expecting just like when everyone else was dressing up and celebrating that so-called Halloween holiday. Uh, we were running around and doing our job. And that's yep. what's super cool. Didn't even get paid for it. But, you know, there were so dying. many cars out there that were not passing inspection. Whether I didn't like the colors, whether the tires looked to be marginally underinflated, mm-hmm. whatever it was, mm-hmm. whether there was a, a, a siren on top of the car and like <laughs> numbers on it, mm-hmm. and it just said like police department on the side, like you can't mm-hmm. impersonate a police officer. That no. is not legal. And of course, you're not going to pass inspection. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness nobody saw me inspecting that car because that could have ended poorly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it did not end poorly. <laughs> Unless right. it was super cool within the car. Whoever happened to own that car probably. We would have just been like, oh, look at this super cool guy taking a look at my car. That makes my car feel super cool now. Right. You're super cool car inspectors inspecting normal people's cars. I mean, some people might have something to say about that, but it's just because the ones that get it, get it. The ones yeah, that don't, exactly. Don't. A super cool car inspector can only inspect the cool cars. Like you're not going to have a normal, regular car inspector going to inspect a super cool car. It just doesn't make sense. Which exactly. is why you guys inspected my car because I am super cool. Was a car parked nicely? Because that's part of our inspection. Should we just talk about Andrea's parking ability for a second? Oh, we don't have to, Andrea? I mean, that's okay if we don't have to. I want to. Kind of like how we didn't have to inspect cars on Halloween. I wanted to. Historically, it's improved over time, you gotta say. Thank you. I think I would like to draw attention. You know what? Fuck what my second reason was going to be for what makes someone super cool. This is my new second reason. And that's going to be if you're in the passenger seat of somebody's car driving to Moe's coming from a Mawaf Ramsey football game and this person can't turn their car around. So then you get into the driver's seat of the car with them and turn not with them in, in place of them and turn the car around for them. Drive it all the way to Moe's and park it successfully on the first try. It doesn't get much cooler than that. The real story of the three little pigs, Brian, was <laughs> I was driving to Moe's and somehow I went the wrong way. And that involved me getting on the highway. And then I was 17 and I was scared to go on the highway. Sue me. I live in New Jersey. The highway's scary. 17-year-olds are really scared of the highway. Right. Yeah. So I saw that we were approaching the highway and I immediately pulled over and was like, Brian, I can't do it. And he's like, okay, just K-turn and like, avoid the highway by turning onto the other side of the road. And I was like, no, that's worse. I can't do that. (laughs) We're stuck there for a little bit. And you were like, do you want me to do it? And I was like, yeah, actually good. Yeah. So then you turn my car around and we did get most. I did. Thank God I was a superstar. It's interesting too. It's ironic. I should say that it was a K turn that I pulled off because the one part of my driving test that I kind of butchered was actually the K turn. I had to do a five point turn instead of a three point turn. I remember as soon as I realized it was gonna have to be a five point turn, I turned to the instructor and I was like, am I gonna fail if I do a five point turn? (laughs) And he just kind of like shrugged. And I was like, oh shit, do I either nail the cone or do the five point turn? And I opted for the five point turn. Thankfully I passed. And ever since then, I'm a pro. you got to worry about the seven point turn brian because they would not have passed you at that point if you took two more points yeah yeah Yeah. i think that is the cutoff there just out of curiosity what was your number two pick well i mean megan if you really want me to give some honorable mentions here 
I was going to go with something that I cannot believe has not been said today. Because honestly, whenever I think of a legitimate person who is super cool, I always envision this happening in whatever scenario they're in. And that is going to be dramatically removing sunglasses. Like, honestly, even <laughs> with the walking in slow motion away from an explosion, I was going wow. to say while dramatically removing sunglasses, but I didn't want to steal that one because I, th- I could have sworn someone else was going to say it. But it, when you just picture a cool person, they're always going to have sunglasses. And if you can just remove them in just the most badass fashion, especially if you can couple that with just a perfectly delivered line, like call an ambulance remove the sunglasses but not for me or something like that like come on i'm getting chills just thinking about that i practice in the mirror removing sunglasses <laughs> dramatically i have not mastered it yet i guess i'm not super cool yet but i'm gonna get there i see why this is number two brian it's a little controversial because what separates this from sick that's such a good point maybe maybe that's why this wasn't taken is this too cool did i go too far it might be too cool for school which is i feel like another good audible mention it's just, if something's too cool that's what you say it's too cool for school you can't be in school if you're too cool too cool and for school. weren't allowed to wear sunglasses in school so yeah so i was about to say that yeah you definitely can't wear sunglasses in school it's too cool for school great minds think alike well said andrea i just pictured the sunglasses being removed and like finger guns Oh, finger guns have to be thrown in there. That's a great honorable mention. Yeah, right? Or like the the finger. Oh, 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 the, yeah, okay. I see. True. Yeah, coupling that with the finger guns, Mm -hmm. maybe even following a nice dramatic removal of sunglasses. It might be rad, man. It might be rad at that point. (laughs) It might not even be sick anymore. (laughs) I forgot rad is a whole new cat. That's above (laughs) sick. That's way above sick. That's the top tier. That's as high as it gets. Yep. Brian, I have another honorable mention for our list. I would, I would love to hear it. It is making a gingerbread house, but <laughs> eating all of the ingredients before you can construct the house. Oh, yeah. Are you implying something? I feel like Brian can speak to this. Brian, would you like to explain what I'm implying? I would love to give my side of the story that of what you are implying. Here's what I remember. I'll give my side, Andrea, and then you can give your side. So I remember we were all building gingerbread houses one year Mm. and I built this absolute exquisite mansion. It was actually listed for $1.5 million. I was so proud of this gingerbread house. And then next thing I know, Andrea walks up, looks at my house, looks at hers and says, how did you build a better house than me? And then punches my house. And then all of a sudden I look down and it's destroyed. And it's just the whole thing is just in shambles. Andrea goes back down, sits at her yep. uh, at her chair next to her house, acting like nothing happened. Vinny and Megan, you guys both let yep. it happen. Um, this it. still sits with me to this day. Andrea, if you would like to even try to give your version of that story, I'm open ears. Right. Okay, thank you. I mean, I, I had that chance before to explain my side. You had your chance now. It's only fair. But what really happened to the viewers, please disregard what Brian said because it's completely <laughs> falsified information. <laughs> Brian didn't even make a house. He he made more of a teepee. And then at the point of the teepee, he just slowly moved his head toward it, towards it and started biting off the contents of this teepee. And there was no house. There was never a house. I did not punch it. Brian punched it with his own mouth. It was a housing structure, okay? It wasn't the house. It was something you could live in and rent, per se. <laughs> and it was listed at $1.5 million. 2,500 square feet, 2,500 square feet, two beds, one bath, one and a half baths, really. 
Nice front yard. I would have bought it. I would also like to add that these gingerbread houses were constructed around the same time as the Epic Games, specifically the game that shall not be named American Girl 300 Wishes. (laughs) Cards Against Humanity with, you know, signature cards about hats was also involved. Mm -hmm. But these things just really are tied together. And I think that's what makes them such great options. Honorable mentions for super coolness. Right. Yeah, Megan, I mean, that's that's really well said, but there is a heated debate going on right now, and I'm dying <laughs> to hear your side. Is my story right or is Andrea's story right? There's no way I'm misremembering this. <laughs> now, I don't want this to seem biased, you know. Um, it was my house. It was. So it I was. think whatever I say yeah. must be true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with a third version of the story. And okay. that would be that Brian made a beautiful I do believe it was a teepee. I don't think (laughs) four walls, maybe three, maybe five, but not four. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Andrea was jealous for sure. There was no time Andrea was jealous. But at the end, the deconstruction of the house was on Brian's hands. His mouth. All right. (laughs) All right. Brian. Fine. I will, I'll let the viewers decide what really happens. This has turned into a trial more than a podcast. <laughs> it's a, it's a healthy debate is Justice what I would call it. for Brian is what I'm calling it. <laughs> I mean, actually, Andrea, this is your fault. It's a trial because when you said you didn't like going on highways at age 17, you said, sue me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I love more than a good lawsuit. So that it's is happening. what we are in the midst of right now. It's happening now. Uh, did anyone else have any honorable mentions they want to throw out? I should bring it together with one point and one more. It'll be like the last final one. And I think it's just if someone tells you, hey, you're super cool. Dad, <laughs> you're a pretty cool person. If someone just comes up to you and tells you that. But wait, what if that person is known to be a notorious liar? Are, are they lying about? Okay. How are they lying? What, let's say it's Billy McFarlane. Do you know who Billy McFarlane is? Is he the fire festival guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the fire right. festival guy. Oh, so let, let's say fun. let's say Billy McFarlane comes up to you and calls you super cool. Does that well, actually make you super cool? His mother was my professor, so I would just call his mother in this case and just say, "Hey, is Billy super cool? Can you let me know? Did he was he raised that way?" And Wait, if she says was, no, then I can't. His mother was your professor at school. Yeah, like legitimately. Really? <laughs> yeah. She goes, she didn't even tell us until halfway through the semester. Someone asked her, she goes, do you know Billy? She goes, that's my son. Yeah, so I feel like we've done a phenomenal job of laying out what exactly makes someone super cool without going into too much detail so that everyone starts doing these things and the whole world becomes super cool because that would just be chaos. So Megan, Andrea, thank you both so much for joining us today. You have provided some very valuable insight to our listeners. Um, Everyone was dying to have you on the podcast, so... We all really appreciate it. Vinny's cat is on camera right now. No one else can see that, but I'm just going to point it out. It's just important to me that people at least know that. Yep. To the 10 million viewers out there, we hope you enjoy. And Brian and Vinny, thanks for having us. This was so much fun. Thank you guys for having us on this, especially this podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. flattered. I know what you meant, even though you didn't say it. So thank (laughs) you.